TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. In one moment, a gift most humans never receive in a lifetime. This is the Bob and Jeff Show. Starring Bob Lutz. Starting next week, this is my segment. Bob breaks down the NFL. No! Jeff Lutz. Are you That's... kidding me? You're terrible at it. Morning, morning, morning. 97.5 and 1240 KFH. You're invited to partake of it. I'm all gassed. I'm so excited. Stand by for action. Hello and welcome. It's a Friday edition of the Bob and Jeff Show on KFH Radio. Bob Lutz, Jeff Lutz co-hosting. Max Power producing and engineering, 869-1240, the IHOP hotline. Uh, so tell me about, I'm always curious, I did not get to listen uh, yesterday. Well, we weren't on yesterday. Did not get to listen Wednesday. Uh, what was the show like Wednesday? Oh, it was fabulous. Tommy who, was Who in. were the guests? We didn't have any. We had Mike Furches on for three segments, and uh, the rest of it, uh, well, the rest of it was just basically the first two segments the first segment, because Mike showed up in the second segment. We talked to him a little bit. It's just a lovely show. Just a just a fun little escape. Sounds like a little bit too much Mike Furches. but you think I so? Well, I don't have it for me to uh, say that about our, well, our trusted when, friend. When you have Mike Furches on, it's uh, tell me about your uh, views on uh, the economy. And I know you write a lot about. No, it. I never ask you we, to talk about the economy. We have fun when I when I'm with Mike. What, what, and tell me what was fun. Our top ten lists were fun. We we take jabs at one another. Uh, oh, yeah, we never do that when I'm not on you the- and Mike. Mike uh, completely agrees with everything I say. Well, that's unfortunate. He doesn't What's, ever what, agree with you. What fun is that? Mike's great. Uh, did I just insult him, though, in the, a couple minutes ago? Uh, anyway, it probably wasn't all that good, but uh, congratulations. We were up at the Royals game Wednesday night with a group of uh, League 42 players and chaperones, and uh, we got to be in a in an area just above the left field bullpen, the Hall of Fame area. Uh, they have a, a group of tables, and you get to go inside. They had a big buffet for the kids, hamburgers, hot dogs, chicken wings, it's good stuff. Uh, macaroni and cheese, uh, everything they could want. It was about a million degrees, but other than that, it was great. And uh, our donor took me up to the owner's suite where I got to meet John Sherman. Really? That's impressive. How'd that go? Went well. He was curious about League 42, and... Uh, spent a few moments talking to him about that. And uh, nice, nice night. 
for yours truly. He didn't ask why he bailed on the Guardians. No, he, he seemed relieved. Oh, not right. to have to deal with that team anymore. Well, that's good. See, it seemed like a good night to feel relieved when they lost 14-1. Well, one. they came back and beat you the next day. Yeah, who cares? So, you know, you got to sweep that series, right? It would be nice, but two out of three on the road is... Uh, uh, you, you know you got to sweep that series. Well, the Royals are not going to go 0-162. we're going to be real here. You got to sweep that series. I got to figure out a way to beat the Astros two out of three. Nah, the Cardinals I mean, you are didn't done. Even come close. The Guardians are done. Uh, we don't have good teams. How are for. the Guardians done when they're in first? They're not good. They're not very good. They're not very good, but they're in first place, and first place is first place. But you 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 get bored watching them. They had 14 runs the other night against some clown the Royals put in that was uh, sacking uh, groceries. Well, at, the guy they started had a zero ERA. I mean, come on. Let's be real. That's all I ask. Don't come up here and try to blow sunshine. I'm not. They're not very good, but they're not in dead last like your team is. So, uh, And here's something about Wednesday that will make you really upset. Uh, Ted Woodward stopped in and chatted for about 10 or 15 minutes with us. Really? Yes. Never does that when I'm there. No, he was just, he was sat in there. He was telling stories. What he do you think that's all about? Talking about his life. I don't know. Well, he Tommy just, uh, Thurber probably went and got him. No, Ted came over uh, of his own accord. He, Tommy and uh, Max were already in his studio. They came over, and then Ted, a couple minutes later, came, came over into, into our studio. Well, I wonder what the deal is. I don't know. Did you ask him? No, I just uh, just knew it was probably something he really needed. Well, I'll go out there next week and uh, for a day, and uh, we'll have a good time with Ted Woodward. He's got the mustache. Yeah, Ted, uh, well, it's probably for a part, right? I don't know. I didn't ask. I Isn't he always uh, doing some theatrical production? He's usually doing something. Ted's got it made. Talented man. We call this segment First and 20. Why do we call it that? Are you asking me? Yeah. Because it's uh, 20 minutes. It's our first segment is 20 minutes long. And we're, we're trying to get a first down, right? We're, we've been backed up 10 yards. Well, we're on, we are, we're on first down. Maybe My we mentality should... is that I'm always first and 20. And I, that's how I go through life. If somebody were to ask me to give me an analogy of your life in a football term, I'd say it's first and 20 for me. Yeah, you got penalized already. I'm trying to figure out how to get to the, you know, the first down marker. Okay. Why did you get a first down before? Well, I didn't. This is a, uh, you know. A new set of downs? This is how I start my life. First and 20. That's how you got to look at it. I'm about first and two or three usually. Yeah, see, that's how you look at it. Yeah, but I'm very close to getting uh, the next opportunity. You've been privileged your whole life. I started life first and 20. No, you didn't. Well, I sure did. I don't think so. Why do you say that? Because you had what? What were you uh, left wanting as a as a child? Well, I don't think I. I don't know. Every picture I have, I'm. I, it doesn't look like I have much. Clothed and eating and having a little. Roof uh, had head. a little tricycle. Got to go outside. There's nothing that you you didn't miss out on anything, <laughs> in your entire life. Well, can I have the mentality of first and twenty? Uh, if you want, I don't know why you would at this stage of life. Here's what we have on tap for today. Taylor Eldridge at 225. We'll catch up on some shocker news. And then uh, coming up at 345, Drizzle, who just participated in the smack off, the 29th annual, missed the top 10. Yes, he did. Uh, I was sort of surprised, but you his... had him at 11th. Yeah. 
What are you doing? Give our guy a, a break. Well, I, I was trying to score it not only my preferences, but how I thought Jim Rome would score it. I did not see Mark in Boston winning that thing. I thought he had a good call, uh, but I did not see his Why calls. did he win it? Because he went into the Green Bay bar that Caleb, uh, last year's winner, called from, and he went in there dressed as a in a cow costume. And? And he made a good call. It was it was a good call. I didn't... He called from the bar in Green Bay. Yes. In a cow costume. Yes. So the visual helped him win. The, the, uh, the memorability of it. I don't know. Jim Rome said what will be most memorable about today, and he thought it would be that. So now everybody's going to turn it into a costume-wearing thing. No, because that's now been done. Was it good? The smack-off was good. I don't know how he got Caleb 8th. Caleb is hilarious, and he had the funniest call, and in my opinion, had the best call, and I rated him 1, but Jim Rome was not impressed. Well... Jim Rome likes Rick and Buffalo for some reason. I don't get that. He's not funny. What about Jeff and Richmond? What he did? Richmond was bland. He his call was too long. I thought he'd be. He was okay, but he needed to be better. And what Drizzle do to fall out of the Drizzle? Just uh, he did. He's kind of in and out. His call was probably the quickest of all the calls. He just talked a minute or two of smack and then got off the air. On Drizzle, Corona. Drizzle will join us at about 3.40 today for five questions, and we'll have him go over things. Uh, what he could have done differently, maybe. What he, you know, we'll have him break down his call. I'm, yeah, I'm into it. Why don't it. you call the Rome show? I don't think I could. I've thought about that before. Could I do a smack-off style call? No. Could I get into the smack-off? No. I don't think I could. I can answer these questions for you. I don't think you're a smack-off kind of person. But I'm okay at, like, give me vit- a s- vitriol sometimes. Yeah, you know? but you're, you'd come across as way too angry. Uh, it wouldn't work. Probably not. I mean, you, you could you could give it a shot someday, but I don't know how you I'd break it. I'd have to it. ride it. It'd, be, it'd take too I just don't think I don't. I don't think I have the. But maybe someday. Maybe next year for Smack Up yeah, 30. It, you can't do it past the age of 45, can you? Why not? just seems sad. Are these people past the age of 45? Uh, Jeff and Richmond won it in 2002. Well, he and wasn't it, 45 then, was right, he? Right, but he's 21 years older now, so he's got to be at least in his 50s. Sean the Cablin agent started calling in 98, which was 25 years ago. He's got to be at least 50. Uh Mark in Hollywood's been doing it forever. These guys are all in their 40s or 50s. <laughs> well, they get they they get some notoriety. I'll give them that. They have a day where, uh, you know, do they does he ever have them in studio? Do do we ever see these people? No, they're not they're not guests of the show. They're callers. Do you follow them on uh, Twitter? Do you, mm, do you? I don't think I follow any of them. I'm trying to think. I don't think I follow any of them. Why not? I, why not get to know it? Why, why not? Because it's I'm not interested in their thoughts necessarily about the show and how I just want to hear their calls. Any women in the top ten? Nope. Amber, any women callers? Amber in Portland called and eh, wasn't wasn't blown away by it. Well, good effort. I didn't listen to. I I heard the first call and I thought that was pretty imaginative. That guy finished Thought second. Thought he might uh, hold on. He didn't. Finished, Mark in Hollywood? Finished second. Well, then he did pretty well, right? Yeah, I thought between if it was between him and Mark in Boston, if those were 
what uh, were established as the top two, I would have gone with Mark and Hollywood. But Jim Rome felt differently. And now we, it's all about, to me, he's doing storylines now. Last year, oh, it's the first guy or the best guy never to win it. Now he gets his first one. This year, it's Mark had a flame out last year, bounces back to win it. I think it's all storyline driven now. I don't, I don't know if it's genuine. Huh. Now you're questioning the integrity uh, Jim of the smack off. Jim Rome's integrity. Uh, maybe. Not really. Interesting. I don't think a lot of integrity goes into who who wins the smack off, but what's uh what's catching here we are on the last day of June. Uh we got uh, the fourth of July just around the corner. What's catching your interest? Is there anything going on right now? Uh, I guess we got the uh free agency trades coming up in the NBA. That'll that'll be a whirlwind. Yeah, I'm kinda looking forward to that. Uh but it's over quickly. Uh, we got NFL stuff starting to come a little bit slowly. Uh, we've got Major League Baseball approaching the All-Star break. We've got the TBT uh, in about a couple weeks. Anything out there that's uh, that's got you captured? You know, I watch baseball. I don't. Well, am I supposed to make something up and feel, and tell you that I'm? Yeah, you're supposed captivated to be, by any of this. You're supposed to be real. Captivated by. Uh, Roman Reigns, he's returning to SmackDown tonight. I'd like to see what he has to say. Um, I'm captivated by Major League Baseball and who plays. I'd like to. All right, flip let me, around. Uh, to let some me give games. you. Let me give you a question about Major League Baseball. There are currently. Uh, there are currently. Currently, yeah, uh, about. 10 players who have 55 or more RBIs. You know, I don't pay attention to RBIs and who's let me, the statistical uh, Give stuff. me who you think those those players are, and you go till you miss. Rafael Devers. Rafael Devers has 61. I know Josh Naylor's up there still. Josh Naylor has 58. Yeah, I think I'm out. Um, I don't think. Yeah, I think Shohei does. With Shohei has 66. He's tied for the major league lead. Uh, he leads the majors in home runs. He's the most remarkable athlete in the world today, and uh, nobody talks about him. Nobody. Everybody talks nobody about talks him. Nobody talks about him. He ought to be the subject. Every time you turn on Get Up or First Down or You know what the names of the shows or, are. Or uh, Pardon the Interruption. That's all he, that's all they should be talking about. Probably. He's a once in a lifetime in a generation. Well, a lifetime's longer than a generation. A lifetime. And w- once in maybe two lifetimes. Uh so he yeah, he's right. Who uh, else? 55 or more RBI. Does Luis Robert have 55 Luis or more? Luis Robert does not. The others are Pete Alonso, Jordan yeah, Alvarez. Jonah Heim, believe it or not. Yeah, I, I saw that. Marcus Simeon, J.D. Martinez, Ozzy Albies, not the brave you would expect. Matt Olson is the brave you might expect. And the uh, co-leader in RBI's former Cardinal, Adolis Garcia. We traded Adolis Garcia for a bag of potatoes and a deep fryer. Right. Uh, unbelievable. We traded Randy Arizarena for a guy who doesn't look like he's going to pan out. 
uh, Matthew Liberator. I don't think it's going to happen. Randy Arozarena has 54 RBIs. Uh, Garcia and Arozarena have combined to drive in 110 runs. Yeah. The guys we got in left and, and center, uh, it, it, I've never been more disgusted. Well, there's, there's Cardinal superstars all over the, the game. And where else? Uh, Sandy Alcantara and Zach Gallen. I mean, you know. Lane Thomas isn't a superstar, but he'll probably be an all-star. Uh, representing the Washington Nationals, he's a good player. Uh, he didn't. What do if it. we had? What if we had a Rosarena in left, Lane Thomas in center, and Adolis Garcia in right? Oh, we'd, we'd be be dynamite. And Sandy Alcantara and Zach Gallen in your rotation. Well, then we wouldn't have. Yeah, you would have everybody. Yeah, we traded them for Ozuna. I mean, it's terrible. And we can't get rid of this clown, John Mozeliak. I don't know why it, the manager so hasn't been fired yet. Well, he needs to be fired. doesn't make any sense to me. He's doing nothing. He's, there's no improvement that comes with him being on the bench in the dugout. Nothing. It's, it's a terrible situation. I feel bad for you. Yeah, no, you don't. Who do you have this weekend? You don't feel bad for me. I, uh, you know what? Nobody needs to feel bad for me. I'd feel a little bad for you. Nobody feels bad for me. I don't need it, don't want it, don't accept it. It's sort of funny, but I also feel a little bad. No, nah, the Cardinals don't elicit any sympathy. There's I'm nobody not talking out... about the Cardinals. I'm well, talking about you. I don't you. elicit any sympathy. I'm not a sympathetic figure. Nobody says, oh, I feel so terrible for So what reaction Bob. do you prefer? I prefer, yeah, understand my anger. Couldn't care less about your anger. That's what you need to buy into is my anger. Not, not really. Support it. Not really interested in it. Support it. I support your anger. I'm not that angry. You're angry about the Guardians. I'm a- you know this is going to be another year where they don't win a championship. You know that. Well, I'm angry about and our so, front office decisions. Right. So that means 2024 now is your next opportunity. Uh, which I don't know. I don't know what they'll do at the trade deadline. You know. No, I don't. <laughs> you know. I don't. At, in, at, the, at, the, at the bottom of your heart, you know. I don't know. At at the bottom of of my heart, I do know, but I don't know. You do know. They're not going to win a championship this year. I don't year. know that. Oh, it's guaranteed. I'll give you odds. 50 to 1. Okay. For th- for 5,000. No, for 5 bucks. No. Yeah, I want 2,000. No. So you'll give me 50,000. You darn right I will. <laughs> I'll just take the 250. No, I'll, I'll bet you 1,000 at 50 to 1. 10. What are that? What's their odds on FanDuel to win? I have no idea. I'll give you whatever those are. Probably twenty at least. Oh, it's more than twenty. I don't know what it is. I, I'll guarantee you it's more than twenty to one, guaranteed. In fact, fifty to one seems about right. Fifty to one. Fifty to one. Ah, eh, don't be ridiculous. <laughs> They're not as good as they were last year, correct? I guess. Although the American League does, well, Tampa looks strong. Baltimore looks strong. Texas looks strong. Uh, Houston's going to come alive here. You can, you can almost guarantee it. And I wouldn't uh, necessarily count out the Yankees. Guardians are 60 to one. There you go. 60 Cardinals. Uh, 
I'll bet they're a hundred a hundred to one. Eighty. That I, that's ridiculous. I wouldn't touch that with anything. Uh, so you and I are in the same boat. I We're guess. not winning this year. But my team might get in. And they might have Corbin Burns, or they might have uh, another frontline starter, or two bats. Milwaukee's not trading Corbin. I'm just saying. I'm just throwing somebody out there. They they they'll have a different team in in two months than they have right now. In one month, basically. Well, we'll see. I wouldn't hold my breath. I wouldn't. They better. I don't like them. Uh, well, I don't either, but I love them, so it is what it is. We will uh, take a break. When we come back, we'll talk Shocker Athletics with Taylor Eldridge from the Wichita Eagle. We'll uh, break down their baseball roster, their basketball roster. Peyton Tolley uh, going to TCU where they've assured him he can stay on the mound and in the batter's box as a dual player. That's certainly a loss that uh, harms the Shockers. We'll see what Taylor knows about some of the new players who are coming in. He'll join us next, the Bob and Jeff Show on KFH. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. Back clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to tunein.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. If your day sounds like... We need the report ASAP. You deserve Medella. If you've persevered through... You deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame. Two more reps, two more. You deserve this ice cold reward. Modelo, the Markable Fighter. Drink responsibly, beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. This is the Bob and Jeff Show on 97.5 and 1240 KFH. There's something happening here. What it is. We got some uh, good songs coming your way today from the Summer of Love, 1967, Buffalo Springfield, for what it's worth. Starting a great day of music. Taylor Eldridge joins us from the Wichita Eagle. He covers the Shockers and pretty much everything else sports-wise that the Wichita Eagle covers. Taylor, welcome. Hey, thanks for having me on again. I appreciate it. You bet. So we have been paying close attention to baseball 
and uh, with their new coach, Brian Green, in town. Uh, he's been entertaining to follow on Twitter with his cross-country trip and his RV while also working to uh, build a roster because so many defections through the portal. Uh, where is he in that process right now, and how would you evaluate his work? Yeah, I mean, he's pretty pretty far along now, actually, because you, you have to consider he had, uh, I think, 17, 18 incoming freshmen. Uh, he had a pretty big recruiting class already signed. So, like, they have, uh, you know, a lot of a lot of people on the roster. Then he's, you know, really attacked. Uh, you've seen him go after a lot of JUCO guys, uh, Kansas JUCO guys, guys in the, the region. And that's how he's kind of filled out the roster. Nobody from the portal yet, uh, a lot of JUCO. He's gotten one uh, really highly rated high school recruit. I think you guys actually had him on your radio show when he uh, committed Darnell Parker Jr. Uh, that was their kind of the crown jewel of the Washington State recruiting, recruiting class, and he flipped him to Wichita State. So that was a, a big get for him. And, yeah, this is a really young roster, uh, you know, inexperienced at the Division One level because you're getting, you know, about half of the roster incoming freshmen. And, you know, you have uh, a couple returners sprinkled in. Mo Milan, the starting catcher from last year, is kind of like the headliner. And uh, and then you throw in a lot of Juco guys that haven't played D1 ball yet. So it will be interesting to see how he rounds out this roster. I'm, I'm sure they're still going to be looking to add, you know, in the month of July, bring in some, uh, I think, pitching depth and talent would be like the safe assumption to make that uh, that's kind of like the number one recruiting priority right now because they lost you know all three weekend starters basically every important arm in the bullpen so they got a lot of work to do there and so I think that's where they're going to turn their attention to next is really focus on bringing in some pitching uh, and some experience pitching too. So, I don't know, I, I know you mentioned in your article that uh, Clay Overcash has had his hands on a couple of, of guys that uh, came to Wichita State. I don't know if we've seen the full impact that he will have, but how big is that? That seemed really kind of an under-the-radar huge move to grab the uh, recruiting coordinator from Oklahoma uh, and bring him to Wichita State. Is that potentially uh, as impactful as I feel it can be, which is a lot? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think uh, I think that's fair to say because I mean his classes at OU were very, very highly rated. You know, top thirty just about year in year out. And like you said, a lot of baseball recruiting gets done you know years in advance. Uh, so you know it's hard to make a, an immediate impact uh, with this twenty three class. But yeah, you know you give him time and uh, the resources, and uh, you know hopefully Wichita State's gonna you know try to improve the NIL landscape there too. You know all those things considered. Uh, I still think it's it comes down to just like the right fit, the right coaching staff, and it seems like Brian Green, you know, very good, uh, you know, very charismatic, uh, seems to be very good in recruiting, a very good track record. So you team him up with someone that's been in the Midwest for you know decades, and uh, you know, like you said, the last six years as OU's recruiting coordinator, and then before that, about two decades as a a Midwest scout for the Chicago White Sox. So you know, he has his fingerprints in the Midwest everywhere so and, and then you throw in a you know a guy from the juco ranks a kansas guy anthony miller that should help uh with the juco recruits as well so i think uh yeah i mean for as quick as he had to put that staff together i think he did a pretty good job of you know hitting those checklists that he wanted to that he mentioned in his introductory press conference you know experience in the midwest and in a, in a kansas guy so i think he got both of those uh things uh you know checked off his list for sure 
Talking with Taylor Eldridge from the Wichita Eagles. So let's turn to men's basketball, and they are going on a summer tour. You can tell us uh, those details. But how are they shaping up? What are you What are you thinking about uh, their roster at this point? Yeah, we kind of had you know that flurry of recruiting news, and then now it's been silent for a long time. They still have two recruiting spots left, uh, the 12 and 13 spots. Safe to assume they're going after a point guard, a ball handler with one of those spots. Uh, that 13 spot, you know, maybe they do leave it open. Maybe they try to, you know, kind of what they did last year uh, and, and take a kid late in the process and redshirt him and kind of treat it as a prep year. Uh, like Isaac Abide did that, came in real late, redshirted, and kind of took it as a prep year. So maybe they do that with that 13 spot. But, yeah, they need they need another ball handler because, like, right now, you look at the point guard position and, you know, Bijan Cortez, the Oklahoma transfer, he's about it in terms of a natural one. You know, they have guys that can, you know, handle the ball, play the one, you know, Colby Rogers, Harlan Beverly, guys like that, Xavier Bell. Uh, but it's not their natural position. You don't want to play those guys, you know, at the one uh, probably as much as you would need to, you know, if, if nothing happens. So I think that they are going to bring in one more guy. And obviously, you know, you would assume that, uh, they would want to bring in somebody before they leave for Greece because, uh, you know, it's going to be a huge team bonding trip, you know, just build that chemistry, uh, get a play, you know, three or four games over there in early August. So I think they begin practice about the middle of July, and that's when it kind of opens up. And we'll start to know a little bit more about how people are looking once they have those full practices. And uh, and then obviously they're going to go on that trip in early August, I think first through the 10th. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, they still got two open recruiting spots left. So that's something to keep an eye on in July. I, I apologize. I think Bob had another basketball question, but I, I want to talk basketball too, but I just had a point of clarification on, on baseball. Is he, uh, Brian Green, we're talking about, is he planning on, he, he talked early about hiring two pitching coaches, one kind of on the analytics side. Is there going to be a director of baseball operations? Uh, is any of that still in the cards? Yeah, so I talked to him about the director of ops, and he said, yeah, that's something that, that we are going to hire. Uh, I don't know about the second pitching coach, uh, but I think so. his main priority was getting those three full-time assistants. Now it's like you know he's putting all of his resources into recruiting. I think, uh, you know, once things start to settle down a little bit, then, you know, you're probably going to see him, uh, you know, make that make those hires, director of ops, and, and potentially, like you said, that, that second pitching coach. Taylor Eldridge with us. So my question about uh, men's basketball is, uh, I don't know if you can really answer it, but uh, I want you to try. Who are the two or three players who have to be good for Wichita State to be really good? to make the kind of leap that I think uh, fans would love to see. Uh, who are those guys? In terms of, like, who would be good? Sorry, you kind of broke up there. Um, like, who would be good on the roster right now, you said? Yeah, who are the two or three key players that really need to be good for the Shockers to be good? Yeah, that's that's a good question. I think you're going to see a, a much more – team approach and uh, you know guys that fit in uh, like the, the puzzle pieces a little bit better but I think Colby Rogers is probably a safe bet uh, you know he, he uh, put up you know big numbers at Siena obviously he's going to go up a level now at the AAC gonna have to prove it but you know he shot the lights off uh, you know the cover off the basketball so obviously Wichita State's going to hope that that three-point shooting transfers over 
haven't seen that in the past, but I think in the Paul Mills system, uh, I think he's he's proven that, you know, they, they usually have good ball handling teams and good shooting teams. So I think Colby, uh, Kenny, Kenny Poto is obviously uh, one that's, uh, you know, the main returner. Jacob Germany, though, I think you could see him uh, maybe add a three-point shot to his game. I think that's something that he's been working on to expand his range, and I think he might be a pleasant surprise. And then I think Harlan Beverly, that's another one where I think this is a guy that just got injured and he's been on his way back. Uh, played, you know, off the off the bench role for that that final four Miami team. I think you're going to see him in an expanded role at Wichita State, and you're going to see him uh, kind of blossom uh, given the opportunity, given more playing time, a little bit more freedom in the offense. And uh, I think he's going to be a surprise too. So those are uh, three newcomers, and I think Bijan Cortez, just because of the opportunity, he's going to be playing a lot more too at Wichita State. So those are some guys. And, you know, if WSU is going to be competitive early this first year under Paul Mills, those are the guys that they're going to have to hit uh, for Paul Mills. So you mentioned, uh, obviously, the two open scholarships. There's the, the kid uh, from Missouri who probably, it looks like, won't get a waiver. There are at least two or three players who would have to take steps up to, uh, you know, be real contributors. So... How many guys do you think they've they've missed on that they've wanted to add? I know the recruiting information has been difficult to come by, but I doubt they would have wanted to get into July without a ton of clear depth. So are the guys still available that they would take now? Do you think they would have wanted some of these guys two months ago, or are they scraping the bottom of the barrel a little bit? Yeah, I mean, it, it's tough to know. I still think there, there's still people out there in the portal uh, there's always people overseas. I think that's something that you could uh, look toward. Uh, you know, Wichita State has expressed some interest that, you know, uh, bringing in, uh, you know, a foreigner uh, for one of those spots. But, um, yeah, I mean, I think they've missed on, you know, maybe a handful. You know, I know they uh, really wanted O'Connell, the point guard at Sam, uh, Stanford, that ended up going. Um, I think uh, NC State is where he ended up going. Uh, Dunn, the North Carolina transfer, they were really in on. Uh, both of those guys came on visits. They thought it went well, but, uh, you know, in the end, they, they chose somewhere else. So uh, I don't think they're, like, uh, scraping the bottom of the barrel. I think they can get creative uh, for the, that spot to bring in a ball handler. But, you know, like you said, I mean, it, it's kind of tough to suss out the recruiting information. You know, Paul Mills likes to fly under the radar, doesn't like, you know, uh, his uh, every move out there on Twitter. So, you know. I think uh, just give it time, and, and we'll just, uh, you know, wait and see uh, who they bring in. But, yeah, very clear that, you know, that's an important spot because you need good ball handling, especially in the Paul Mills system. He likes to play two point guards a lot. So uh, it's, a, it's an important spot, and you're right. You know, they probably the preference for it would probably not to be to have that, that spot open, you know, come July. But, you know, I, I think there's still options out there. That there's still stuff they can make work. But, you know, kind of reserve judgment until, you know, they, they fill that spot. Final moments with Taylor Eldridge. So we're very close now to, to starting the fall sports season, and the American Athletic Conference is going to look different. I saw Paul Sullentrop's uh, series of podcasts talking to people uh, from the new schools that are joining the American. Uh, what are your expectations now? Are you Are you pretty – Amped. I'm, I'm much more optimistic about the American than I was maybe a year ago. Do you share that? 
I mean, I think it's going to be it's going to be different. I don't think it's. Uh, I, I, it feels like the general uh, fan base is that uh, the reaction from the fan base is that they're more down on it. You know, you obviously lose Houston. Cincinnati's been really good ever since Wichita State's been in the conference, and uh, so it's easy to say that it's going to be worse. But I think. You know, with what they have coming in, you know, Dusty May signing that long-term contract down in Florida Atlantic. Uh, you know, you look at North Texas, that should still be a very good program. Uh, you know, I think uh, there's a, a couple of really solid programs coming in. You're not going to have, you know, a, a program like Houston that I think is going to be year in, year out, you know, top 10, like what Kelvin Sampson has turned that in, program into. But, you know, I think the top might be a little bit deeper. But also, you know, the bottom is going to be, you know, uh, maybe worse now because, you know, you look at the bottom schools that that are bringing in. So that's why it's going to be interesting to see the, the conference schedule, how they play that out. Um, uh, I, I would assume that the American kind of does it where, you know, they, they kind of project who the top three or four teams are going to be and avoid them having play those, those bottom teams, you know, twice in a season to try to improve their net rankings. So, um, you know, I, I think it's uh, I think it's exciting. Different, you know, change is exciting. I don't know if I would say that it's going to be better uh, at the top, but I think uh, for Wichita State, you know, this is a chance to really you know get back to to where they were. You know, at the end of the the Valley days was that you know to get back to competing for conference championships. You know, they obviously have won one uh, since coming over to the American. It was in that that weird COVID year, and uh, they want to get back to you know competing for conference championships. And the opportunity is going to be there, you know, moving forward with Paul Mills, you know, if this is the right staff and, uh, you know, the, the resources are there. And obviously, you know, Wichita State fans, they're ready to, to cheer on a winner again. So I think the opportunity is there for Wichita State to, you know, get back to that, that level. Yeah, if I, I guess if I were writing a column about it at this stage, I'd probably say the jury's still out. I, we need to see. We need to see how this new conference shakes out. Uh, and we will very shortly. Taylor, we appreciate your time. Thanks so much for having me on, guys. Have a good one. Taylor Eldridge from the Wichita Eagle as we talk uh, Shockers and American Athletic Conference. Don't forget, Red, White, and Boom returns to Riverfront Stadium on July 4th, and you're invited. The gates open at 6. Fireworks begin around 940 Wind Surge, play host to Tulsa, food trucks galore. Uh, the food trucks mostly will be over in the Hyatt uh, grass area. So it should be a good time. You, you're going to be out there on the 4th? I don't, think, I don't think they play a game on the 4th. Eh, maybe they don't. I think they play on the 3rd. I know they play on the 4th. Yeah, remember they, they went, instead of being off just Monday, they were off Monday, Tuesday. So they play Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Right. Monday's the third, though. Well, it says here on my uh, on my sheet. I just read the sheets. What they told me when I started this uh, job, the very first thing Tony Deucing said when he came in to hire me was, we'll give you anything you want. Well, So the, the next thing was, and after I said, well, do you have enough money to pay me? And he said, well, we'll figure it out. So there were a few things we talked about before this, okay. right? As it pertains to my pay. I don't care about your pay. And, but and you're welcome. But the second thing Tony Deucing told me was, just read the sheet. 
Don't well, question, maybe they do play, but don't I, question the sheet. Just read the sheet. I don't care about the sheet anymore. Stop saying the sheet. I'm so far past that. It's not even funny. Um, I'm just trying to figure out if they have a game on the fourth. And what I said to Tony was, uh, which sheet? You put me to sleep. <laughs> You'll remember some of this someday and just laugh till you can't laugh anymore. I don't think I will. You'll you'll be looking at me someday as I'm curled up uh, in some corner, uh, speaking gibberish, and you'll you'll long for the day where I talked about the sheet. Yeah, wind surgeon Tulsa. Why do you get so exasperated? I'm just confused. It well, says here on my sheet that the wind surge play host to Tulsa. Well, that's not right. Well, I don't. I, again, I, I just got the sheet. They do play Tulsa, but that game is in Tulsa. Well, it says here the wind surge will play host to Tulsa. Well, that is wrong. Are these fireworks going to be seen in Tulsa? If so, they're shooting them very, very high. Oh, well, maybe. So th- what you're telling me is the sheet is wrong. Now, do I blame Max for that, yes. or do I blame our program director Tony? Well, I would blame Tony. Because what I said to Tony when we talked uh, about the sheet, I'll read the sheet yeah, as I long know. as the sheet's accurate. You just said you'd read it no matter what. So why are you now lying? You think Max enjoys me s- saying sheet this often? That's not a laugh. Skir- skirting around. That, uh, you're laughing so hard now you're, you're choking. No, the water went down. Uh, stop laughing. You're going to make me start laughing. I sure hope. And then all bets are off. I'm struggling. 869-1240, the IHOP hotline. Uh, I don't know where my phone is, so if you do call, I may not notice it. I have no idea where my phone went. Probably under that thing. There it is. That's pretty easy. I had it a moment ago. Uh, You good? My friend Jason Norris says... The game will be seen on the Jumbotron at Riverfront Stadium. Okay. Now, that makes more sense, but that's not on my sheet. Here's, here's how many here's people. Here's what's on my sheet. Here's how many people, and I don't, I'm not blaming anybody for this. Maybe I shouldn't even say this. No, you shouldn't. But here's how many people care about the wind surge game being on the Jumbotron. None. There might be a few. No. I'll tell you what. I think you're wrong. Because back in my day, when I was a kid and the Arrows played, if I could have gone and watched them play an out-of-town game on a Jumbotron while waiting for fireworks, I would have been there in a, in a heartbeat. Yeah, you would have. And I think there are kids like that. I don't know. Who will say to their parents, uh, I want to go to Riverfront, and I want to watch the game, and then I want to see the uh, fireworks. Maybe. And, you know, I try to help the wind surge. I love the wind surge. Well, then don't say things like that. I want to be, yeah. That's not helpful. I think it is. I want to see the ball game. If I'm a kid. You do? Yeah. On a jumbotron? Yes. I would have done anything to gone and seen that when the arrows were here. Back in the summer of 1970. Oh, my God. Yeah, but that's when they, they promoted baseball then. 
And I'm not saying the wind surge don't promote baseball, but they promote the experience, the fan experience, the food, uh, the fellowship, the fun. I want all of it. Well, that's... I want all of it. Okay, but I want the fan experience. I want the food. I want the fellowship. I want then the... go watch the game. Uh, no, I'm not going to Tulsa. Right. No, go watch the uh, game on the jumbotron. Yeah, I will. Okay, good. You know what? I will. No, you won't. If it wasn't so hot, I would. Okay. But if I want a good seat for the fireworks, I'm going to get there early. I'm going to watch the game on the jumbotron. If a wind surge player hits a home run, I'm going to cheer. I'm going to have fun. I'm going to have fun at the ballpark then on July 4th. Then go do 4th. it. I'm not going to be like you. Just, you. you know how many people want to watch the game on the jumbotron? Zero. Well, here's you. This here's is your you. Boy. I would go and have fun and love it and be all into it, but it's too hot. Uh, oh, nobody should go watch the game on the jumbotron. I didn't say that. I said no one is interested. No one's interested. They don't want to see the game. They don't. That's exactly how you sound. Well, do you know how you sound? I just did it. Who's I don't a, need to do it again. Who's uh, holding, Max? Michael. Let's get to Michael who's holding. He left. You know what? If you call and leave, you're dead to me. Not dead, but oh, well, I get it. On the, you know, I, I don't know that I'll rush to your aid. I mean, you have that little patience. Yeah, I mean, if you call, you don't just immediately get on. If I'm on a roll, you think I'm going to leave my roll? I mean, that time, yes, you should have. You mean I, if I'm on a uh, if I'm on a roll, which I just was. And some guy named Michael calls, who I don't know from Adam, right? Well, did Adam call? He might com- completely bring down the show. If he's going to bring down let's the show, to, I'm going to make sure. Adam. I'm going to make sure my role is over. Adam, Adam's not here. Well, I thought it might be. Boy, you're terrible when when I'm on the show. What are you, are you good about? when I'm not? I'm always good. I'm good now. This is me good. Ask Max. I don't think. Here's the thing about Max. You don't think he's a good judge? If he doesn't want to hurt anybody's feelings. I, yes, he does. I wouldn't mind if Max hurt my feelings. Hurt my feelings, Max. Give it to me straight. Max, if you are so inclined, go ahead and tell Jeff how bad he is. If not, we can do it another time. But right now, I want Michael to call back. Because I'm not interested. There were things I wanted to hear from him. Uh, I, what I wanted to talk about here was my impressions of Kauffman Stadium the other night when I was up there for a game. Because not only did we sit out there in the suite area and get the the VIP treatment with the buffet meal and all that, which we're very appreciative of, but I walked around in the stadium and took a look around. And while Kauffman Stadium is still a beautiful ballpark in many ways, I can see exactly why John Sherman wants a new ballpark. Uh, there's no, there's nothing around this place. Uh, it's just you, you go to the game, you get out of your car, you walk into the stadium, you leave, you get in your car, and you go home. And in 2023, that does not work. That's not viable. You've got to have commerce as a part of your your stadium and your baseball experience. Like we're, what we're talking about with the, uh, with the Riverfront Stadium. You still need more commerce around that ballpark, but you have Delano. Hopefully, we'll do something on the East Bank before uh, the turn of the next century. 
by the way, get on that city. I mean, I'm so tired of waiting on that. It's time to move on that, right? It's time to either move on it or, or give it up. Yeah. You don't like it when I go here. You can do whatever you want. Because you got nothing. I don't have a strong opinion about it. You're not civic-minded. You're out there near Andale hoping for a, a new silo. I got things to worry about here. Well, I don't, I don't care what you they do. You think I don't care about what goes on in Wichita? 297th Street West. Don't give away my address. No, no offense to the people who live out there. You're valuable parts of everything. We love you. Except but, me. But, I mean, when, when a dirt road's your highlight, I got, I, I don't know. You'd love living out where we live. I might. But I got bigger things to think about. Well, I don't. Isn't that great? All right, time for a break. Already? When we come back, we're going to do the Bob and Jeff draft. We're going to each pick the best quarterbacks, in our opinion, to come out of either Kansas State or Kansas. Each of us will pick eight. Uh, we'll go in uh, turn. And at the end of that, we will ask a judge of Max's choosing. If you want to be the judge, give us a call at 869-1240. Maybe it could be KU Pat. Maybe KU Pat would be the right person. Uh, we'll take, if, if you feel like this is a subject you have good working knowledge of, uh, give us a call. We'll put you on to be the judge. After which, we'll put these lists on Twitter for the public vote. Stay with us. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. It's better over here. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. A left 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 